Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Pet Place Radio Show. I'm your host, Marie Hewitt, and as always, it's an absolute pleasure to start my Sunday mornings with you. I'm especially happy this morning to tell you who our guests will be. First up will be Gary Pulver from ShishiPet.com. Now, ShishiPet, as you may have guessed, is an upscale pet boutique but the owners are involved in a very special rescue that places pets with children who are battling cancer along with their families. Then, after our halftime break, Donna Bodell from Upcountry Pets will be stopping by to talk about some really cool pet products. So gather up your cats and dogs, get snuggled in, and we'll be right back with a brand new edition of the Pet Place Radio Show on Retro 1260. Welcome back. You're listening to the Pet Place Radio Show on Retro 1260. I'm Marie Hewlett, and it's my pleasure to introduce Gary Pulver from ShishiPet.com. Welcome to the Pet Place, Gary. Hi. Now, I met you back at the Pet Expo, and you have a pretty um, fancy pet boutique, don't you? Yes, we have a boutique in uh, Manhattan Beach. Tell me a little bit about it. It's it's a little bit upscale, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. We we like to we sell um, upscale collars and clothes and uh, bags and uh, bakery section. That we oh. Do okay. Okay. Full grooming spa and uh, we try to do all the super premium foods and healthy products. Do you have any movie stars coming by with their pets in their purses? <laughs> um. We see a lot of the, we don't necessarily see a lot of the actors. We have a few that come in, but mm-hmm. we see a lot of uh, people in the business that come Would through. Would you say that, that little dogs, small breeds, tend to be the ones that are pampered and, and given the special things that your boutique would sell? Or, or is it more yeah. of an all-breed situation? Yeah, yeah, I think majority of it is the small breed. But, you know, um, and we do get a lot of bigger dogs that come through our store. Tell me about some of your more unusual products that you have unusual available. Unusual products. Like the licensed sports products. Those are real popular. And the Those are college outfits, stuff. jerseys. Yeah, outfits, okay. jerseys, collars, leashes. So if you had a, a special college team that, that you wanted right. to promote, you could yeah. find the jersey for your um, dog. How about do, for kitties, too? Yeah, we do a small amount of cat products. Um, you know, we're, we're probably... 85% dog. Okay, so most people yeah. that come in are probably looking for dog accessories. Right. I mean... More just a collar. A yeah, collar well, we maybe. have some people that actually come in and will buy harnesses for their cats and leashes and harnesses. That's kind of the odd thing that you know that happens sometimes. What's the most popular item that, that gets sold most at your popular? boutique? Uh, treats. Definitely oh, treats. Oh, okay. That, yeah, that, that is by far our biggest seller is treats. So people like to spoil their pets with food. Oh, yeah, exactly, <laughs> yeah. It's always about, you know, treating the puppy and treating their, their animals. And it's always the treats that I think they, they do the most or spend the most money on, that's okay. for sure. 
Well, what inspired you to open up a boutique for pets? Well, my wife and I, we were um, Shih Tzu breeders for a long time in the Valley. And uh, we uh, decided that, you know, we saw a lot of our customers coming in with all their goodies that they bought for their new puppy. And uh, we decided that, you know, this might be something that we would like to do. And so we started looking around for boutiques to buy, and so we ended up buying one in Manhattan Beach. And uh, and then we've gone from there and just kept improving it, making it more upscale, and moved into a new facility now that we think is much nicer and much We should We should easier. tell everybody where it's located. Okay, yeah, it's uh, 1590 Rosecrans Avenue. And, and that's, that's Manhattan uh, Beach. Yeah, that's in the what they call the Manhattan Marketplace shopping center. Okay, it, it's in between Aviation and Sepulveda. Right. Okay. Yeah. It's it's right in the same center as um, Bristol Farms. Okay. Very good. And how long have you been doing this? Um, well, we bought the boutique. We bought our store in um, November of '07. Okay. So we've been doing it since then. But we were um, with in the puppy business before that. Uh, uh, oh, I think probably four or five years before that. But now, now you're doing a little bit of rescue, though, which is good. Well, actually, we're doing a lot of rescue. Um, okay. Uh, our store probably does in uh, in in the dogs that we have come through our store. It's it's probably almost um, I would say ninety uh, percent rescue now. Wow. We have our own internal rescue organization within our store. Um, so we decided that it was much easier to um, develop our own rescue than to work with some of the other rescues that were out there. Okay. That way we can maintain a little bit more quality control over the dogs that we get and what okay. we and, and the kind of dogs that we get because we know what our customers want and what they're looking for. And so we try to specialize in um, small breeds okay. that um, are generally a year and under. All right. Um, we acquire them from shelters. We acquire them from individuals who are moving out. And can't keep them. And can't keep them. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we've gotten a lot of those. You know, they're moving to a new apartment. They can't hold on to them. Um, actually, those are preferred. I believe that, that people would have a pet for such a small amount of time and then want to get rid of it. And I'm, I'm glad that yeah. you're able to provide a, a rescue for them. No, I, I agree. And, and to me... Uh, our philosophy has always been um, let's try to get them before they get to the shelter. So we want to be somewhat preventative in a way. Okay. Um, and, and that way, I think uh, you know they're, you we're subjecting them to less um, less issues. Well, we okay. we, we try to uh, you know we scour the the ads that are out there. Okay. People, you know, that, so if people you know, are giving away their pet. You'll we've had customers come in our store and say, you know, can you please help us? Uh, we had a lady who. Um, had three papillons. She got sick, and uh, <clears throat> you know they were older. They didn't quite meet our criteria, but they they sort of did. And we took them in, and we got them all homes. Okay. And uh, so uh, you know, it's not uh, um, you know they come from all over. Really. Okay. Yeah. But small breeds. So if our listeners are interested in adopting. A rescue dog, that's a smaller breed dog, right. then Shishi Pet is the right. place to go. And do you well, have a website that shows some of the photographs of some um, of the rescue we, dogs? We do. It's um, shishipet.com, but then also our rescues 
called um, Brooks Lucky Dog Rescue. Brooks uh, Lucky Dog Rescue. And yeah. is that dot .com or dot .org? I dot dot com dot com Brooks Lucky Dog Rescue yeah com. and there's a, there should be a link on our website which is shishipet dot com okay and uh, you know we we named our rescue actually there's a kind of a, another twist to our rescue that is kind of different than some of the other ones out there we're not just about rescuing dogs um, we named our rescue actually after my niece who um, passed away a year ago from uh, pediatric brain cancer. She was Aww. five years old, and she had gotten a dog from us, and she named it uh, Lucky Star. And um, so we named our rescue Brooks Lucky Dog Rescue mm-hmm. after her. And uh, our, our long-term, our long-range goal is to um, uh, bring kids with pediatric cancer together with uh, dogs because we saw in her it acted as a, a therapy Absolutely. for her. And even in the short time that she had Lucky, um, and, you know, Lucky's fine. She's with my sister now. Mm-hmm. But, um, uh, uh, you know, she, it's, it's it really helped medicine. her. Yeah. yeah. It, it makes you feel positive, gives you hope. And, right. And, and it's it's really amazing what animals can do for people who have any kind of medical condition who are depressed or struggling in any way and I'm really happy that you're doing something like this. Yeah, yeah. I've never heard of this before. Well, yeah, and, and it, it's different and I think we've kind of taken it up to a, another level of ju- not just not just caring about the animals but trying to bring to I guess you could say individuals that individuals, need each other. Yeah, exactly. You know, they 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 uh, uh, they need um, they both need you know warmth and love and right uh, yeah yeah and so I, um, puppies especially you know they always bring puppies don't know anything but uh, you know lick and, your face and yeah and I think it's great therapy for the families too because they're going through a lot as well to have children right. who are battling cancer and. And just to sit down and and take a breath or two and and then have this little snuggly pet in your lap kind of helps all the stress and tension melt away. I think it makes them feel a little bit more normal, too. Yes, absolutely. Well, how can somebody find out a little more about the special aspect of your rescue? Do you have anything written up on your website? Um, not on. Uh, we're just putting our website together now. Okay. Um. So as and the Brooks Lucky Dog Rescue, we're um just in the process of building. Um, it's a new site. Um, it should be out there soon. But uh, we have. They can call us at our boutique. What number would that be? Um, it's three one zero. Three seven two, one two one two. Okay. And and uh, you know they can just talk to me or um, my wife and uh, uh, be more than happy to uh, see how we can help them out with that. Okay. Gary's wife Cheryl is here too, but she's a little mic shy, so she's <laughs> you, you might have heard her uh, in the distance answering a few questions. But but they're a great couple, and they're doing some remarkable things. And I'm very happy that you were able to come on the show today and share it with us. Oh, thank, thank you. you. Let's give your website out one more time before I let you go. Okay, it's uh, www.shishi. That's with an S. 
S-H-I-S-H-I-P-E-T dot com. Very good. We need to take our halftime break now, but don't go away. Donna Bodell from Upcountry Pets is coming right up on the Pet Place Radio Show here on Retro 1260. Welcome back to the Pet Place Radio Show on Retro 1260. Well, I announced earlier that Donna Bodell from Upcountry Pets was going to be stopping by and telling us about some uh, cool pet products, but she is going to be coming in in a couple weeks instead. So I am very, very happy to introduce our pinch hitter today, and that would be the wonderful Diana Saf Martin from Community Animal Network. Hi, Diana. Hi, Marie. Thank you for having me on the show. Now, the Community Animal Network is is a, a fairly new organization out in Orange County, and, and I think you're branching out, too. How long have you been working with animals? Since 1996, actually. It's not that new. Oh, my goodness. Okay. I thought you were about three or four years old for some reason. No, no, no. Okay. Well, and what, how did you start in 1996? I began helping animals in my housing area in 1996. Um, I had adopted a stray, um, and how I mean adopted is I paid the vet bill, which was $240, on this haggard-looking cat that I actually thought was a female, but uh, I hadn't understood the word starving in Newport Beach, and uh, I found out that the cat was actually a boy, and I said, well, why is its stomach hanging like that? And they said, ma'am, haven't you heard about the word starvation? Wow. um, That was my first rescue, and um, it was an outdoor neighborhood cat, and that cat um, disappeared after two years, and I was just um, devastated because I'd never lost an animal before. Mm-hmm. And uh, I asked the housing area if they could uh, accept an article, and I wrote my very first article titled Passions Captives. And then after that, I began taking care of the housing area's animals of 1,100 homes in 1996 and expanded quickly through Newport Beach and Costa Mesa in 98. And then by 99, I was doing pet adoptions excuse me, January 2000, I was doing pet adoptions at Fashion Island. So I quickly grew through the Homeowners Association publication to having my own paper, my own organization, and we place an average of 600 to 900 animals per year, and the majority of them are cats, not not that we do only cats. Okay. So you do do dogs, but... Yes. But uh, your species of choice is the kitty. Well, it actually isn't. It's been referred um, because we're so successful and that we've, and cats are very hard to place. So we work with older animals and animals that have had vet medical surgeries, and we are considered a vet medical rescue. Oh, okay. So, so do you network with a lot of veterinarians in the area? Well, I wouldn't call it networking. I pay the bills. <laughs> <laughs> Well, hopefully they cut you some breaks. Well, we do get um, rescue discounts like other organizations, Mm -hmm. and I began negotiating with vets um, in the 90s. Now I have established relationships, but in the beginning I used to pay for the surgeries for the Newport Beach Animal Shelters 
um, animals, and they would let me know what animals were going to be put to death because of certain surgeries that were not able to be done because of funding. Mm -hmm. And so I wrote about the animals in my community animal report and published them citywide and raised funds. At that time, in the 90s, the chucks all came made out to the veterinarians, and I was kind of forced to get a bank account because they said, we can't take all these $5, $10 checks. Uh -huh. <laughs> So um, yeah, th so that's how I began raising money for the for the shelters animals, and then, of course, you know everyone's going to refer you, mm -hmm. and that's how it started. Okay, and do you have an actual facility where you care for animals, or no. are these all in foster homes? I work um, I work from home, and the actual rescuer becomes the foster home. So, if you found an animal in need. Um, then we would work with you to find it a new home and raise the funds and or provide the medical. Uh, you know, typical rescue vet medical is no problem, spay, neuter, you know, that kind of thing. But when you get into surgeries and things, like now we're working with the flat-chested flat kitten syndrome, um, which the kitten's chest cavity um, born like that. And we have, to, we have a brace on it, a splint, by Dr. Elaine Wexler-Mitchell, who is the feline expert here in uh, Orange County, mm -hmm. diagnosed it and uh, working with that. So things like that happen, and we just finished a surgery with Brady. His little eyelashes, some of them were rubbing against the cornea because they were moving backwards, and we worked with Eye Care for Animals with that one. And that was a discounted surgery at $1,800, and mm. the little probes went and froze the hair follicles under mm. anesthesia. So that's some of the current work we're, we're um, looking at right now. And a dog we're looking to work with, but we ha don't have it in the network right now, is a albino Boston Terrier that had actually had a fetus inside its body that wasn't cared for before, before they bought it from the uh, animal shelter. And it's had extensive surgeries on the inside, and they're wanting to give it up because they don't believe they can afford the rest of the treatments. So I, I, I'm not following you on that. So it, it had a, a fetus that stopped developing, and it just remained? Yeah, the animal um, wasn't spayed, and mm -hmm. I guess the fetus just dissolved. And they, I haven't seen the actual blood records or the vet records yet because um, we don't have it in the network yet. We're just negotiating at this point on how we're going to raise funds and what it needs. But I guess some of the organs were fused together and already one surgery has been performed to separate the uh, organs is what they found. Wow. So I guess the, kid, the I guess the dog has some problems that we're looking at now and that will, looks at this time like that's going to be our next vet medical rescue, which will be an albino Boston Terrier. Okay. Wow, that, that's quite the amazing case. And I really like the name of your organization, Community Animal Network, because it really is a community network where everybody is working together and trying to find homes for these animals and getting them care. How do people find out about you? Well, do I dare say it's referral because we have no advertising? <laughs> wow. So um, we're, we are at Fashion Island Shopping Center on the weekends, Saturday and Sunday, 12 to 4. Mm -hmm. And, um, of course, that's an international travel spot, the shopping center. 
and people come there, and then locals know we're there, and we get a lot of referrals. And I do have a column that I write myself for the Los Angeles Times Daily Pilot, which is uh, the Pet of the Week. And I've been writing that as a community service since 1998, again, when I first began. Okay, so that showcases the animals that are in the Community Animal mm-hmm. Network then. Yes, I have a story about them each week. Okay, and on your website, do you also showcase the animals? Do you have do. photographs of all of the ones that are currently in various foster homes? Yes, we do. And, and can you tell me a little bit about the website and uh, maybe a little bit about the adoption process? Is it different for every person who's doing fostering since they're all individuals? Um, All the animals are priced the same, and we are higher than most rescues. We are the Neiman Marcus, as I like to say, of animal rescue. So people that adopt from us are paying a high fee. So our kittens are $300, which that floors some people. But um, we consider that it takes us, costs us about $300 per animal to rescue and place. And then, of course, some animals cost us in the thousands. Mm -hmm. We have only done our very first fundraiser event this um, couple weeks ago for with in collaboration with Ruby's um, because of the recession and things things have been more challenging for us but um, we are going to be doing more fundraising but we have existed all of this time for surely the high price of the animals being placed and then of course from the generosity of people that have chosen to send money because they have seen our work in the newspaper or they've come by Fashion Island and seen the actual animal that is needing the um, funds. So we had Brady there with his squinty eyes and people did contribute at Fashion Island Shopping Center at the adoption events when they saw him. Mm -hmm. They asked to contribute money and they also sent in money. Okay. Well, $300, um, actually, when people think about that amount of money for a kitten that's being rescued, they might say, well, I could just get a kitten for free, you know, on any old uh, street corner or looking in the penny saver that's or whatever. What but, but really, even if you get a kitten that way, after you take it to a vet and you have it spayed or neutered and you have it microchipped and you have it vet checked and vaccinated and everything else you have to do to be a truly good pet owner, you're probably going to be spending more than $300, so your free kitten is going to cost you a whole lot more. I'm glad you brought that up, Marie, because that is what we explain to people. But um, many people, well, as you probably are aware, that the average lifespan for a cat now has increased to the age of 19. So mm-hmm. 16 used to be more, more common. Now we're seeing about 19 years old for a cat which many individuals don't know when they're shopping for a new pet, whether it be the shelter or rescue center. So if people's animals are passing away at 16 or 19, the last time they got a pet, it was $20 and it was spayed and neutered. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So they're not familiar with the prices these days, so many people can be shocked. We have had people really give me a piece of their mind about what they feel about the prices. And then we've had many people come back and shake my hand and tell me, I'm so sorry, (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) because I called my vet and they wanted $300 to just you know, spay the animal, which included the the pre the pre um, the, the pre anesthesia blood test and things like that. They all the add-ons become more, and then our animals are microchipped and they're registered. 
which is the registration itself is 1950, mm -hmm. and we protect the animals for their lifetime with the support of the previous rescue person, and uh, all animals have a godparent and their owner and the organization. So we've gone as far as Arizona to pick up two of our kittens that um, ended up at the shelter there because their mother had gone against our wishes with um, the pet adoption. We we are restrictive on who gets animals, and we didn't believe that the young girl that came should have a pet when she went to college. We explained that, you know, the animal had to be supported, and they cost money and all this. And, uh, well, we, we just want to make sure that they're going to have a forever home with a yes. responsible family. Yes, but people do lie. In that particular case, we turned her down in a couple of hours. Her mother had come, and she, of course, satisfied all the adoption um, requirements. She told us that the kittens were going to live at her house, which uh -huh. we had suspected that she was lying. Uh -huh. But it was it happened. It did happen, like I said, and the animals did end up at the shelter. And of course, uh -huh. the mother had negotiated all this at the shelter, but they turned the kittens into a high kill shelter. Diana, I, I hate to interrupt, oh. and I know we have so much more to talk about. Can you come back again next Sunday, and I would love and to. let's pick this up next Sunday? That'll be fine. Thank you, Marie. Very good. Well, we need to take a quick break, but. Stay Stay tuned to Retro 1260, and the Pet Place will be right back. We're back on the Pet Place Radio Show. I'm Marie Hewitt, and it's time for Pet Place News and Events. On Sunday, June 6th, from 9.30 to 5 p.m., the Irvine Animal Care Center is hosting its spring super adoption event, Come Meet Snoopy from the Peanuts Gang, and over 600 adoptable pets from shelters and rescues all over Southern California that will be available for viewing and adoption. In addition, there will be vendors and exhibits, live music demonstrations, prize drawings, contests, pet photography, and ask the vet booth, low-cost microchipping, kids' games, face painting, presentation of the Humane Kid Award, food refreshments, bake sale, and an Ask the Trainer booth, and so much more. Too much to say right now. Visit www.irvineshelter.org for more information. And don't forget to visit our newly renovated website at www.petplace.org. That's all for me today. Remember, pets need love and a home, too. We'll be back next weekend here on Retro 1260. I'm Marie Hewitt. Please spay or neuter your pets and have a wonderful day.